The Hartford understands protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid- to large-size companies like yours to help manage risk, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. Let the Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at thehartford.com. Johann Schmiegel, you've got the world's highest IQ. Yes, 247. Wow. Did you know that thanks to Salesforce with Einstein AI, everyone's smarter? Now everyone's an Einstein, just like you. But I'm the smartest. Not anymore. With connected data and trusted AI, everyone can give customers experiences they've only dreamed of. Oh, look, here's a few Einsteins now. Hey, hi. Hola, amigo. Everyone's an Einstein? It's okay, Johan. Let it happen. The number one AI CRM. Now everyone's an Einstein with Salesforce. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. This is Bloomberg Law with June Grosso from Bloomberg Radio. New York State is suing the Trump administration for blocking New Yorkers from participating in global entry and other programs that allow pre-screened travelers to breeze through passport and customs checks at airports and borders. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said the move by the administration was retribution for New York opposing many Trump policies. It is an abuse of power. It is extortion. It is hurting New Yorkers to advance their political agenda. And we're going to fight back. Joining me is Leon Fresco, a partner at Holland and Knight. Leon, explain the Trump administration's position on the ban for New Yorkers only. Well, what is happening is the following. There are these trusted traveler programs, Global Entry being the main one, but Nexus and Fast being other ones, where people can sign up and get increased vetting on the front end so that when this increased vetting occurs, then on the back end, meaning when they are seeking to enter the United States, they get less vetting, meaning they don't have to stand in line because they've already been pre-screened and have been approved as a trusted traveler. And so what the Trump administration is saying is that New York's laws with regard to how it's issuing its driver's licenses and both the fact that it is starting to issue them to undocumented individuals, but more importantly than that, the fact that this license information isn't being shared with the federal government is making it harder for the federal government to determine who is a trusted traveler and who isn't, and as such, they say that New York should not be allowed to participate in these trusted traveler programs. A number of other states give driver's licenses to undocumented immigrants. Is New York different in any way that it would be targeted by the Trump administration? Well, so this gets into a little bit of a debate because the Trump administration is saying that it doesn't necessarily have to do with the fact that the license itself is being given to the undocumented individual, but that the license information itself from that undocumented individual isn't being shared with the federal government, that that's the issue that's at play here. And so that's how 
the federal government would distinguish New York from these other states, although Washington is uh, considering passing a law that is very close to what New York has done. And so that's the issue that's at play here is does the fact that New York isn't sharing this driver's license information from undocumented individuals, does that create an actual increased risk that justifies booting New Yorkers out of the trusted traveler program? Let me ask you this. When people enroll in the trusted traveler programs, what kind of investigation is done of them? Do they go to the state driver's license records and check them out? No. In fact, that's a fascinating point, which is that a driver's license is not even a condition precedent to getting a trusted traveler program, meaning if you've never even entered a car in your entire life, much less drive, that has nothing to do with how you get screened or whether you're eligible for a trusted traveler program, which obviously most of the time has to do with planes. It can have to do with cars in terms of the nexus lanes up in the Canada-U.S. border, but what really happens is you get vetted through 21 different databases, one called UPACS, one called TEX, one called IDENT, one called the uh, TSDB, and another one from the FBI's National Crime Information Center. And so all of these databases are vetted because you're providing your fingerprints as the applicant for a trusted traveler with these fingerprints the federal government now knows exactly who you are and can determine whether there is an ability to strike you or not strike you based on what those fingerprint searches reveal. New York says this is retribution for a new state law that allows New York residents to apply for driver's licenses without having to prove that they're in the U.S. legally. But what are the grounds for the lawsuit? Well, there are several grounds for the lawsuit. So there are some very technical grounds that they're hoping they can win on that seem to be quite promising for New York. And then there's the traditional constitutional grounds. So the very technical grounds are that these trusted traveler programs were created under the 2004 Intelligence Reform and Terrorism Prevention Act. And what those say, what that law says is that the purpose of this is to expedite the travel of previously screened and known travelers. And it's saying that the goal of this is to make the program enrollment convenient, easily accessible, and provide applicants with clear and consistent eligibility guidelines. And so the idea is that the statute is being violated by discriminating against one state as opposed to all states treating them the same way. And so that's the crux of the lawsuit. And then there are these broader constitutional claims about uh, denying people the ability to get trusted traveler status without due process and the state sovereignty issues that a state should be able to issue driver's licenses without affecting federal policy. And then finally, that the actual new rule should have been passed through notice and comment because it is a rule, it's a substantive rule. And so because they didn't do that, it violates the Administrative Procedure Act. Face it, your business is unique. It faces challenges and risks that are specific to your industry and to the skills you and your team bring to every challenge. You need experienced insurance professionals. The Hartford accepts the challenge. The Hartford understands that protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can help provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid- to large-sized companies like yours to easily manage risk, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. 
With experience in underwriting, risk engineering services, and claims, the Hartford faces any challenge to deliver innovative, customizable solutions that your industry and your unique company demand. Let the Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at thehartford.com. Johann Schmiegel, you've got the world's highest IQ. Yes, 247. Wow. Did you know that thanks to Salesforce with Einstein AI, everyone's smarter? Now everyone's an Einstein, just like you. But I'm the smartest. Not anymore. With connected data and trusted AI, everyone can give customers experiences they've only dreamed of. Oh, look, here's a few Einsteins now. Hey, hi. Hola, amigo. Everyone's an Einstein? It's okay, Johan. Let it happen. The number one AI CRM. Now everyone's an Einstein with Salesforce. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. I've been talking to Leon Fresco, a partner at Holland and Knight. The governor of New York says this is retribution. Explain why the Trump administration, or at least why the Department of Homeland Security, is not happy with New York. Well, there's the substantive basis of why they're not happy with New York generally, and then there's the basis of why that is being translated into this policy. So generally, their anger toward New York has to do with the fact that New York does not cooperate with the federal government in allowing ICE agents to go into the New York detention facilities to look for non-citizens who have criminal backgrounds, and that New York also doesn't report non-citizens with criminal backgrounds to ICE so that ICE can pick them up when they're about to be released from state or local custody. And so that's the real source of the anger and frustration here. This driver's license issue has sort of been a way to translate that into action to show that the federal government is upset with New York with what it's doing. And by doing that, the idea is not just to fix this driver's license issue, but to try to get at the larger issue of allowing ICE to have much more cooperation inside of both New York City and New York State. Doesn't California restrict ICE access in a similar way? Absolutely. California has a law called the Trust Act, and the Trust Act actually bans, except under very violent criminal circumstances, state and local authorities from cooperating with ICE in these manners that I've just discussed, which are allowing ICE agents into the jails and also notifying ICE of release of individuals from custody. Do you know how many people will actually be affected in New York? Well, so the lawsuit talks about over 100,000 people potentially being affected, over 50,000 
people who have pending applications plus over 100,000 people who have existing status whose status will expire. And so that doesn't necessarily translate in any concrete way in somebody's head unless they start to see suddenly 150 people more in a line in front of them at a specific airport on a specific day or are in a car lane. If you suddenly have 10 or 20 more cars in front of you than you used to have, we're now talking about hours long more waits at these airports and at these ports of entry at the northern border which the idea is that would make everyone less safe because once you start having these long lines and you have to treat everybody the same in terms of screening them, then nobody's a priority and you're not able to focus your resources on the people who haven't been pre-screened. So then everybody has to wait longer. Correct. Everybody has to wait longer and it's easier to sort of say, okay, I'm going to focus on this group who's not trusted travelers to see whether they have any security risk they're posing. Whereas if you have to keep investigating the same person who's being screened every week because they're traveling every week for business, this is just a waste of everybody's time. What about the TSA pre-check program? The TSA pre-check program is not affected which again is a bit odd because at the end of the day, the TSA pre-check is actually about getting people on planes. And to the extent people talk about 9-11 and other things, it was the boarding of the plane that at the end of the day was considered the real problem in terms of causing the terrorist damage. And so that, for whatever reason, still apparently there's no need to have the driver's license information to do the TSA pre-check, but for whatever reason, the global entry and the nexus are needed. And so that's also a bit of a complication there for the federal government's case, which is either you would need this for vetting or you don't need this for vetting. And if you're saying you need this for vetting some programs and not others, that's really not realistic. What's really driving at this is the TSA really doesn't want 150,000 New Yorkers back in the non-pre-check lines again. That will create havoc at the airports, and I think that's why it wasn't translated into TSA pre-check. How strong are the grounds for the lawsuit? My prediction is you're going to see it be quite successful in the district court and in the court of appeals. If for some bizarre reason this issue isn't resolved, by the time the case gets to the Supreme Court, either because Congress stepped in and wrote some appropriations bill or because the government just gave up or found some face-saving way of resolving this, if it actually gets to the Supreme Court, it would be interesting to determine how broadly the president is going to have authority with regard to these trusted traveler programs. I don't see a clear legislative path because there isn't one for excising one state's residents from trusted traveler programs, but perhaps it's just through the pure discretionary nature that the government has of allowing any individual for any reason to join or not join these trusted traveler programs, that they may be able to get away with excising an entire state. Meaning no individual person, unfortunately, unless there is some very discriminatory thing that got put in place, has a right to sue for being excluded from global entry. And so the idea will be, well, if an individual doesn't have the right to sue, then maybe no one from a state would have the right to sue either because a state is just a group of individuals. California has sued President Trump more than any other state. What led Homeland Security to aim for New York, do you think, with regard to this rather than California? 
I think what happened was there were some high-profile cases in New York of some foreign nationals with criminal backgrounds that actually committed some serious crimes after being released from detention. That sort of crystallized the focus of trying to target New York, and that's why this specific thing is targeting New York. I think that and also the fact that if you actually took away all of California from these trusted traveler programs, I think it'd be hard to determine how immediate the impact would be sort of into a massive disruption into both customs and border protection ports and into airports and land ports, given the U.S.-Mexico border and how big that is. And so I think that they were very reluctant to make California the test case. Even as big as New York is, it's nowhere as near as big as California. And so for those two reasons, the size of New York versus the size of California and the fact that New York actually had some cases that were in the news recently where ICE had disregarded some warrants to pick up people from undocumented status who had been criminals from the detention facility. That's why you saw the focus on New York. The president has been focusing in again on sanctuary cities in his State of the Union address and in an address today. Is this a renewed focus on sanctuary cities? I think there is this renewed focus. I think it's something that the president very much wants to make a 2020 election issue. And I think the folks at the Department of Homeland Security have been empowered to try to figure out what legal mechanisms they have at their disposal to basically, whether you want to use the word encourage on some ends or coerce on other ends, the individuals in the state and local governments to present as robustly as possible undocumented individuals to ICE for removal. We've talked before about how the president's policies have trimmed immigration. So would there be a lot more people put in custody if New York and California and other sanctuary cities or states cooperated with the feds? Well, the problem is we sort of don't know what we don't know in the sense of if somebody is released before a warrant can be served upon them or we never find them in a detention facility because ICE can't go in that detention facility, we don't know exactly how many people ICE is losing from its custody that it otherwise could have had had those individuals been proactively reported to ICE. But what we do know is that those numbers sort of at their heyday in 2008 through 2010 peaked at maybe about 100,000 more individuals than, than we have today who get arrested on a yearly basis with criminal records. And so there definitely is some argument that there's some sizable population of individuals that aren't in ICE custody that otherwise might be if the states did what the president wanted them to do. As far as the global entry ban, do you think that the New York AG will be able to get an injunction? I think the New York AG will likely be very successful in both the district court and the court of appeals level, and there's also an ACLU lawsuit as well, and that's important from the standpoint of, you know, they're going to get two bites at the apple with two different district court judges, maybe, or maybe those cases will be consolidated, we'll see. But if they get two bites of the apple, that's two different chances to get a district court injunction. And then the issue becomes, what happens then? What happens both at the court of appeals and then what happens if this isn't resolved by the time the Supreme Court case happens? And that's really just going to be about this issue of, is a state a separate entity that you can't discriminate against for the purposes of these trusted traveler programs? Or is a state just considered a 
bunch of different groups of individuals, and since no one individual can sue because their global entry was denied, neither can a group of individuals. And that's what the the litigation issue is going to be about here. Finally, the ACLU suit, what is the basis of that? Is it the same as New York? They have very similar Administrative Procedure Act claims, meaning that the law itself does not permit this to be done, that even if the law permitted this to be done, it had to be passed through a formal rulemaking process, and they are trumpeting the due process parts of this, which are, you know, a lot of people paid money and fees for these programs, and if they're not actually going to get the money and the fees for what they, they bargained for, that's something that's being denied to them without due process of law. Thanks, Leon. That's Leon Fresco, a partner at Holland and Knight. I'm June Grosso. Thanks so much for listening. And remember to tune into the Bloomberg Law Show weeknights at 10 p.m. Eastern Time right here on Bloomberg Radio. The Hartford understands protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid to large size companies like yours to help manage risk from liability and property insurance to workers' comp, and more. Let the Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at thehartford.com. Meet Gary. Gary's about to become an Einstein in an instant. Whoa, Einstein hair. I like it. That's right, Gary, because you're using Salesforce powered by Einstein AI to connect data, predict business trends, generate personalized content, and wow customers. I do feel a lot smarter. Because you're not just Gary anymore. You're Gary, empowered by Einstein AI. Did you hear that, team? I'm an Einstein. Oh, can I get a selfie? The number one AI CRM. Now everyone's an Einstein with Salesforce. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.